Hello. How's it going? Oh, the cat just jumped on. Um, hope you had a good weekend or having a good Monday. Um, winter has set in. Holy crap. Um, Tuesday? I think it was Tuesday. Um, we had 90 kilometer. I'm assuming it's kilometer an hour winds. Um, most of the day. It's nuts. Um, I don't know if it's because I got smaller recently or I'm just don't have <laughs> um, fond or immediate recollection of the wind getting up to that insane speed. But when I was walking, I think it was when I was walking home, I almost like I felt the gust enough to almost like push me off the sidewalk and towards the street. And it's like, okay, I uh, need to keep my balance and pay attention when the wind is picking up. It was pretty nuts. And that was kind of, I think it was kind of cooling and cooling, hanging around zero leading up to that. But that day was just insane. And I also, I think my boots have kind of worn down to the point where they're a little slipperier because I ate it. <laughs> just It wasn't a bad fall. I just pretty much had my legs fall out forward and landed on my butt. And just, it's funny because it was at like the corner of an intersection. So I kind of got up, dusted myself off, looked around. And of course, it was when it was switching red to green one way. So every direction got to kind of watch me do the the Snoopy dance and land on my ass. <laughs> so that was interesting. But yeah, that wind was nuts. And just the blowing snow and the storm and everything. Um, pretty easy to talk myself out of not going for a run that day. <laughs> um, but then I think, yeah, I ran Wednesday. And it's funny because I think I had bragged or kind of had said something to the point that the the path around the lake near where I live I had said oh all last winter it gets cleaned off all the time and it's more reliably cleared than sidewalks in the city so after eating it <laughs> on a sidewalk of course the next day um the bike path maybe they had cleared I'm assuming with that storm what's the point and so um, when I went for my run, there were some pretty horrible sections of just giant snow drifts. So don't brag. <laughs> don't assume maybe, or maybe they didn't even have the equipment out. That was kind of like our launch into shitty winter weather. So that sucked. But then since then, it's been all right. But I did make sure, um, I don't know how, but like, with, I don't know if Costco's just a national thing or if it's North American or whatever. Um, for some reason, they have the really good um, things that you slip on your shoes that have like the little spikes on them. And um, they're awesome. I got them Friday and I tried them out for a run on Saturday. But it's weird because then it reverses where you have grip because when you're running on the pavement then it's like clicking and you don't dig into smooth pavement but then when you're on ice snow or whatever you dig in really well um 
And it's weird because I had looked up a whole bunch of reviews and like there were some like $12 ones on Amazon. But when you read, um, I guess the cleats on them pop out. They're not kind of solidly attached or screwed or whatever onto like the boot part on the ones I got themselves. Look at those old fashioned kind of rubbers that um, men would put over top of their dress shoes so they wouldn't ruin them except these have like I guess I would describe them as like golf shoe spikes like they're not rock climber mountain climber um some of the ones when you look at the more expensive ones they look like chains for tires um but these ones yeah it was like maybe 10 12 of these spikes that are maybe half a centimeter not even like because even when I did have to run on pavement, it wasn't that weird or uncomfortable, but it was just perfectly enough that when I was on ice or um, like some packed down snow, I kept my grip. So that was nice um, <laughs> because what is it like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I pretty much had to do the penguin walk to work just to make sure that I had my center gravity underneath me. So that wasn't fun. But yeah, that storm, that was insane um so hopefully it's leveled out and it's like this weird like up to two but then i hate when it does that dance above and below zero and i think that plays havoc with a lot of people with either um is it like inner ear problems or sinus problems stuff like that I know lots of people that they would rather have it warm or cold, not this kind of temperature dance that happens at the beginning of winter and the beginning of spring, right? So um, a lot of them would get like sinus infections or the pressure would just wreak havoc and they'd miss a bunch of work with like pressure headaches, Um, barometric pressure. I think that's what it is. Let's actually, since I haven't had to Google anything yet, let's look up what, because I'm dumb, barometric barometric pressure what is it exactly so it's atmospheric pressure um also known as the barometer pressure within the atmosphere of earth okay so yeah i guess the ups and downs of temperature and all that i remember and i'm sure most old households had this where it was like there's one that you can click on it had yeah, the three dials that you would look at in your parents' house, or at least it did in my parents' house. And yeah, there was like the thermometer was the top one. Then there was like the barometric pressure. And then there was another one that would like, it would have pictures of sunshine or clouds or happy or sad or storm. I can't remember what the pictures were. Um, I wonder if there's other versions of these gauges oh there's all kinds but yeah it's funny because you would look at it and it would like move around and it's like instead of numbers it would be these symbols for what to expect for weather um but then again when you look at stuff like the farmer's almanac yeah like this one can i zoom in yeah so it's got like clouds a sun behind a cloud all the different I can't zoom in and still read it but yeah I guess if you're old enough you know what the fuck I'm talking about (laughs) 
the kind of the barometric pressure weather thing. But I'm sure that falls along in lines with all those people that are like, oh, God, my knees hurt, my hips hurt or whatever hurts. It's going to snow tomorrow or there's going to be a drastic change in weather. Um, um, barometric pressure and body aches. I wonder why I'm going on this tangent day. Can the weather cause aches and pains? That's funny that I'm just thinking about this now. You can blame barometric pressure change, which is the weight of air pressure against the surface of the earth. Uh, changing humidity and temperature can also be a reason that your body feels achy. Hmm. So it isn't, uh, am I allowed to use the term old wives tale? <laughs> um, it seems that low pressure, low temperature and high humidity are the weather change that cause aching body problems. Hmm. So interesting. There is something to it. It's more than just conversation starters. Oh, my back hurts. I bet it's going to storm. <laughs> fuck who knows um yeah what else has been going on um so yeah i got to try those things out for running one thing that makes me sad is the run club is down to like a few of us but when did the first one start august so oh excuse me a run club as falls coming in an area that gets hammered by winter maybe not the best idea but I don't know what you expect for turnout because I don't know how many different clubs there are. Like when you're running, you see different packs of anywhere from three to six, seven. And then there's different ones because some go to, there's like a big hill area in one of the parks by the track and field area. And I know there's a group that bike up and down or like run up and down to get like, why can't I think of it? They want more up and down trail running kind of workouts as opposed to just what I'm doing, where it's just flat running. Um, altitude running? I guess it's the equivalent of like if you do stair workouts, but those would be boring. But that was also a conversation that I had the other day because there's the indoor track and I talked to my mom and she goes to an indoor track and just goes with a friend and they just chit chat and walk all the way around. And now it's what's better for running, running outdoors, which probably sucks and is weather dependent. And then there's running on a track. And my friend said, and it's a good point, um, he would rather run on a treadmill because then there's a television in front. So I don't know, maybe TV makes it go away more than music. I'm not even sure. That's such a weird kind of sticking point or just a different view of things that I don't think of also like when I was looking at the track the other day it's like I guess your watch or your running app or whatever still tracks your total distance kilometers why am I yawning um (laughs) I guess yeah so you would still know but it's weird because the indoor track is like on the inside ring is like 200 meters and then it like adds a little bit depending on what lane you're in and I think it's the the walkers are in the inside kind of the speed walkers in the middle lane like lane two and then lane three is like joggers and kind of the faster people and the passing lane kind of just like driving right so I don't know 
you think there would be more going on at a gym too that you can kind of pay attention to. I'm trying to think because I was there last night watching and um, there's actually, I was surprised, but I don't know. It's so, I don't know what it was like before lockdown, right? So it's, so I'm watching and the gym itself maybe had eight, 10 people max in a big gym between cardio equipment, weights and everything. And then maybe a half a dozen at any one given time, walking and running around the track. But I couldn't see the other stuff. Like they have basketball courts and badminton courts. And the badminton courts were hopping, like busy. Um, the tennis seemed to be full. Um, the outdoor tennis people were right there until it probably dipped to maybe five degrees or lower so I don't know it's I guess I realistically have no idea of if fitness kind of died during COVID or at least organized fitness going to the gym and stuff like that um it would be interesting to see numbers like and how much the gyms have to go through like I assume wiping everything down when you're done um but I don't even know, like, how much distance do you have to keep? Oh, fuck, there I go again. Um, what exercises do you have to and not have to have masks on for? Like, I don't know. It's stuff I've never looked into. Um, for my kid who's in track, I think it's optional when you're running. If you're all sitting around the bench, you have to have it on, I think. But it's just such strange. Like, it's still, like, do you, don't you... Um, what leagues are still going. Like, I remember when I was trying to get into basketball. I don't even know if that league's happening. I think I saw an announcement that it was going on. But one of the joggers is in the females league, and they canceled the league and sent out notice while we were on our run um, yesterday morning. So it's like, does that mean all leagues? Does that mean, like, it's so weird. Is there, If there's a case in a public gym, like, I get how schools work. Like, I keep saying like, <laughs> um, or um, if there's a classroom, that class has to go home and isolate um, their kids and two weeks and then come back to class, I guess, is how it goes. Because I see a lot of the parents in my office dealing with this. If a parent disappears, you know, it, they have a younger kid and have to be home with them. And so you're either losing time off or you're just leaving kid home alone or if you're lucky and have something that's computer driven or something you can do at home at least you don't have to melt your holidays like I can't even imagine how many people have burned up their holidays to work around shutdowns and if they have kids and extracurricular activities and things like that like all the different stuff you have to kind of brace for I guess hey like I don't know it's so weird I just kind of cut back on stuff and just kind of live my life work I worked from home when it was mandatory I, I went back when they reopened the building's very safe um fuck there's like um hand sanitizer I swear like every 10 or 12 feet somewhere <laughs> one of those bottles um yeah, and mandatory masks, except when you're cube alone. Any traveling around the building, you put it back on. 
Um, but yeah, I guess be thankful <laughs> that your job kept going. Hey, it's just something that's kind of nuts. But then again, it's, I don't know. Like I get the entire economy argument, but I'm back and forth. Like, what is this wave four? And now they said Christmas is going to be another boom if we don't kind of stay on our toes. But I feel like those who are on their toes are already withdrawn and on their toes. I'm sorry for the yawn. <laughs> um, yeah, but enough about that. So yeah, I got grippy things. I'm ready for winter, so that'll be nice. Um, I guess I'll have to, like I said, like those old school rubber th- um, covers that like the older generations had for their shoes to keep their dress shoes nice. It's like that with spikes, so I'll have to take it off and put it on in the entrance way at work, or else I'll make very clicky or scraping sounds that would probably annoy the shit out of everybody <laughs> in an office setting on a hard floor. Um, yeah, what else is new besides that? Not a heck of a lot going on. Um, did I mention last time? I can't remember. Um, there's a YouTube channel. It's some guy's name. It's not like a specific channel name for um, what he does. But he's pretty much, I don't know how, he has all of David Letterman's old shows. like, And keeps putting up more and more. So I don't know if he sat there um, every night with a VCR. <laughs> Um, oh, there goes the vents. Um, I'm just wondering if I look up in YouTube, uh, David Letterman, because it's nuts. This guy's channel, he's got full episodes there. It's called Don Giller, G-I-L-L-E-R. Not that you would do the same thing I do, but he puts up full episodes of either Late Night with David Letterman from the 80s, Late Show which he did what would have been 93 till he retired in the 2010s. I don't even know when he went till. And now he's putting up um, the the show that I didn't even know he had before that that was just called The David Letterman Show. Um, I don't know if it was a morning thing or what, but it, it's weird seeing him, A, that young, and then B, in this weird different format that wasn't... Because the guy that I knew and grew up on, he had he always had kind of that window behind him, and he would always throw the cards through, and there was always the the glass breaking sound effect. And Paul Schaefer was always his musical guy, so it's weird seeing him in his like early morning. Um, you can probably hear me opening my coke. Um, <laughs> it's weird seeing him that young and with a completely different format. Um, still a smartass, and still that same classic sense of humor that I always enjoyed for him but I want to know who like I appreciate it but I want to know who has the time for stuff like this because he's not only is he putting up episodes or best of stuff one that I would like to see is someone just edit all the top 10 lists like almost back to back to back to back maybe he will but he's still putting up new episodes so I don't know if he's this god bless him but just this strange guy who's scouring the internet for um anything to do with david letterman and just put it up and now i'm finding compilations where it's he'll find a guest and just 
kind of butt them against each other like every time one person he would edit out the commercials he would edit i guess for copyright you have to do it he edit out if they bring a clip for the movie they're working on he edits that out and so you would get and each one of the videos is like an hour and a half ish depending how many times the, the guest has been on the show because who did i find initially i think i watched the share ones i think i went down this rabbit hole because I was searching something for David Letterman and then the episode with Cher where she called him an asshole on live TV came up. I'm like, oh, cool. I don't remember this. It was probably before I started watching him. So I watched that one. Then the Shirley MacLaine one comes up and I remember always hearing about how she kind of went off on him. And now in retrospect, all she said was Cher was right. You're an asshole or something along those lines. But then I just kept going and I found this guy's channel. And I kept going deeper and deeper down this rabbit hole <laughs> of watching stuff. And I found, and he had, he, is there five of them? Five or six? Five, I think. And it's like parts one through five. And it was of Terry Gar. And she's in like 80, she's probably more prominent for 70s and 80s stuff. Like Close Encounters, Tootsie, Mr. Mom, The Black Stallion, um... Young Frankenstein, I think it was the first big, big thing she was in. But she goes as far back as being in like a back background dancer for Elvis movies and stuff like that. And she did some made for TV stuff and she was around for a long time. But I guess she was on Letterman 30 sometimes because I think you always have those guests. And I think for Letterman, there was guys like Marv Elbert because he was based out of New York. I think Regis would always come over and kind of be a filler if someone canceled or if they just were. They, I don't want to say desperate because that's insulting to the person, but um, I remember Terry Gar saying something about like whenever they phoned, she was like, "Yeah, why not? I'll come." Like she would never say no, even if she didn't have something to plug, she would just show up. And so now this guy's channel has, I think it adds up to like seven, eight, nine hours of just. Letterman and Terry Gar, and then he'll make other collections of kind of the one that I always liked was um and I think he just passed away was um Charles Grodin and he would always just be this stick in the mud like unemotional he he had a running gag I don't know if it was on every talk show but on Letterman he would just pretty much be this kind of like offstanding or yeah standoffish that's the word I'm looking for kind of dick and at the time it's just like oh this guy's a terrible interview and you don't realize that it's like this running gag he does for Letterman and he's actually like this really uh, like funny guy underneath and that's just his kind of shtick um what else did I watch I watched a bunch of George Carlin appearances I think we've firmly established that I'm stuck in the past now. So yeah, I've been watching a lot of old Letterman. It's just, it's interesting what you can find on YouTube if you don't go down. Like, if you find something you want to see, then the recommendation stuff kind of takes off and kind of the algorithm branches you into other things that might interest you. And it's kind of scary how it does it that way based on a few searches or a few things you have watched. So um, our robot overlords are learning about us day by day. Um, even to the point where if you talk around your phone, you feel like you get an ad for what you 
mentioned to a co-worker or a friend with the phone in the corner. It's weird. But I better get going. I got some things to do before it's the new week. So right on. Um, have a good week. Stay warm. Apparently winter is here. Even though I think we get a few days hovering around zero yet. Another week or two. But have a good one and I'll talk to you soon.